Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 225 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest-running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Sitting alongside next to me is my real-life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what is going on over there, man? Same old, same old, dude. It's it's like the same thing every week. And I know I keep saying that every week, but it is literally Groundhog Day. I wake up, it's the same thing. I wake up, same thing as the day before. Rinse, wash, repeat, or wash, rinse, repeat, whatever it is. But it's the same thing every day, dude. So not much changing around here. Same old, same old. That beard is growing. You haven't gotten that thing trimmed up, have you? No, but believe me, I am in touch with my, I don't want to call her hairstylist, but the lady that cuts my hair. And around here with the shelter in place is still in effect. Uh, Hair salons, barbers, all that kind of stuff are still closed. But as far as I know, they are going to be opening up uh, next week. Let's see, the show drops Sunday. So like the following day from this show dropping, it's my understanding a lot of the salons, barbershops and whatnot are going to be opening up for business on Monday. So I'm in touch with the lady that cuts my hair and I haven't sent her pictures yet. I just told her that I resemble like Teen Wolf. So (laughs) I've got to get in and get like, it's going to be like in uh, Dumb and Dumber when she takes the belt sander to his claws on his toes. It's going to be like (laughs) that trying to trim this beard, dude. (laughs) <laughs> you can use your manscape rumor uh but you see there's no adjustable blade on it or the adjustable like the headpiece on it to to get a, a different size because i don't want my beard that short like my downstairs hairs they go super short but the ones on my face they go a little bit longer so i've got to get a beard <laughs> trimmer if if my uh, lady that cuts my hair can't take me in next week i think i'm going to be on amazon searching down uh beard trimmers okay uh i told celeste she is my new stylist Oh, very nice. Yeah, she's going to be cutting my hair for the foreseeable future. We'll see how this goes. I told Shannon, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to shave it all off. And uh, she actually produced divorce papers. So I was like, okay, fine. I won't shave it all off. I'll wait for my haircut lady to come back to work. Wait, the upstairs hair or the downstairs hair? The upstairs. Downstairs taken care of, dude. Manscaped got that all taken care of. But I can't use that on the beard or my hair up top. I mean, I could if I had like very minimal beard and very minimal hair up top, but that's just not the way I style it. But all the other hair on the body, that's, yeah, Manscaped took care of that lickety split. <laughs> uh, I have Candy Apple Crisp Bang running through me right now, dude. I've got Purple Haze. Good choice. Yeah, I'm trying to get through all these Candy Apple Crisps I bought. <laughs> Are you burning out on it a little bit? No, no. I love that one, man. Oh, it's still number one. It's still number one. We I will admit we did go to Target this past week because we had to pick up some stuff. Luckily, they had Miami Cola, so I snagged a can of that just to kind of change it up just a bit. Yeah, break up the flavors. Yep, then I went right back to Candy Apple Bang, so. Gotcha. Dude, you know that's crazy is I have not been inside of a store. Whew. And I, we might have talked about this last week, but it's been, like, I would say right at the beginning of March, I think is when we stopped. Everything has been Instacart, Walmart, curbside pickup, uh, even BevMo. When I've been going to get the weekend alcohol, uh, it's either DoorDash or it's going right to the... Because BevMo, when you go up to their store, they don't allow people to go in. They've actually got a little table set up right at the entrance. And you have to put your order in ahead of time on their website and you go pick it up with your paperwork. But I haven't been in any stores to do any toy spotting. It's killing me. I've been doing a lot of searching on like eBay and Target and Walmart, just kind of seeing what they've got. But as far as like actually physically going into a store, because I've got an at-risk health or an at-risk person under my roof, you know, mother-in-law, poor health, can't chance bringing anything home to her. But it's just been so long since I've done toy spotting. It's driving me crazy. Uh, Spoke to R. Nelch briefly on Facebook today. And he said the same thing that he misses toy spotting. And I'm like, brother, I'm with you. I miss the hell out of toy spotting. Dude, we went to Target. Our shelves are bare. Like, okay, we're used to seeing this, but like the only thing that was left was those big 
Ken doll style Mattel figures like Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Oh yeah. The 12 inch guys. Right. And Seamus retro. That's it. Wow. Dude, that's crazy. Really? Yes. So, th- so the pegs aren't even stocked up during this pandemic. It's just, they're still bare pegs. At least we know nothing's changed. Oh wait, there was a Tyler Breeze elite and that was like elite 61. I think. Wait, the fashion police one. Yeah. 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 That one. <laughs> what? How's it still alive? I think someone returned that one. So I think someone got that one off of a sa- online sale uh, and gotcha. t- took it back to Target because I was seeing that a lot more. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> How funny. I know, right? If anyone would like to get any of our past t-shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. Over there, we have a ton of shirts that you can choose from. Brian Breaker just picked up the Wallet Heat t-shirt. Thank you very much, Breaker. We greatly appreciate that. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts, any of them at all, on FullyPosablePodcast.com. Download that Podbean app if you are on the go. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes like Scott this week. It comes in from Big Woody Style. Big Woody is known for his awesome figure photography. Big Woody said, the best in the biz, bar none. Gave a sweet five stars. He says, the OGs of the fig life, keeping it real in 2020 and beyond. Thank you, Woody, for that five-star review. We greatly appreciate it, man. Thank you, Big Woody. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, are you about to read off FOCO? Would you like me to read off FOCO? Hell yeah, brother. Then, Jeff, do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of course you do. FOCO.com is here to help. With FOCO's WWE bobbleheads, you can visit Suplex City with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, let in the fiend Bray Wyatt, and break some glass with Stone Cold Steve Austin. FOCO's line of WWE bobbleheads includes all your favorite superstars and legends from then, now, and forever, including Becky Lynch, The Rock, Ric Flair, John Cena, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from FOCO are handcrafted and hand-painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to FOCO.com now. That's F-O-C-O.com. Once again, Jeff, just for you, F-O-C-O.com. And after you have loaded up your shopping cart, gone over to checkout, make sure you enter code WFP10. Save yourself a sweet 10% off everything and anything inside your cart. Again, foco.com. At checkout, use code WFP10. Save yourself a sweet 10%. Dude, I can't wait to head over to FOCO. I'm going to be grabbing some of those bricks where you could just build stadiums and stuff like that. I'm going to be grabbing the Bills one and the San Francisco Giants one. So it'll be a fun little thing to do while we're sheltering in place. So... I'm going to get that all set up and done. Nice. Good choices. And of course, I'll be using code WFP10. Scott, have you been doing any finger poke of doom? I have. A lot of searching. And you know what's crazy is right now, auctions are just going nuts, dude. And be it for wrestling. And I've started following different groups on Facebook. Like I used to collect superpowers as a kid. Those were the uh, DC Comics action figures that had like a... um, kind of like a Hasbro gimmick, like Batman, for example, you'd squeeze his legs and his arms did like punching, um, started following a superpowers group. I follow a mass group, GI Joe, of course, a bunch of wrestling figure groups. And I'm on eBay looking at stuff that I'm seeing in the groups. So I'm like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool, dude, everything right now. And we talked about this last week too. It's just, <laughs> it's just batshit crazy. Like prices are just skyrocketing on everything right now. I'm definitely going to wait a month, but in a definite bright spot, jumped on Megalopolis just on a whim last week and saw that they had just posted up Snake Eyes in the G.I. Joe classified line. And he was available. It wasn't pre-order. It wasn't back order. It was, here's Snake Eyes. Dude, I jumped all over it. I immediately texted Breaker. I'm like, dude, they got Snake Eyes. 
I don't know if he ordered his, but I definitely ordered mine, got Destro as well. And it didn't say pre-order. It didn't say back order. I got the notification that my order was being processed. So got the Snake Eyes and Destro from the G.I. Joe Classified line. I think we're becoming a G.I. Joe podcast. It seems like your eyes have been gravitating more to G.I. Joe lately. Well, I can't afford anything wrestling-wise that we need. I can't buy the Remco Map Manias. I saw somebody had posted a Sheik and Barbarian on a uh, Facebook group that I follow. Mm-hmm. And he wanted between six and 700 for both of them. I, I, I don't have that kind of scratch for two figures, dude. Dude, every single wrestling figure I see on eBay is just nuts. Like, I've almost given up searching on eBay and Mercari. I'm like, what's the point? Like, everybody thinks they have a gold mine and are just pricing it through the roof. I'm just, I, I, can, I know I can throw a, what's it called? The, uh, uh, make an offer at someone. Oh, make an offer? Yeah. Yeah, but what's the point? Like, they think they have a gold mine with this Jeff Hardy ruthless aggression, you know? I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really hard right now. And there's not a lot that we need, but the items that we do need are like finishing up older sets. Like I mentioned last week, the LJNs and the Remcos. And I just don't have that kind of coin, even to go back and try to buy some of the defining moments that I want, like the Ricky, the dragon steamboat, he's bank, you know, the Bret Hart with the flag, he's bank. So I I don't really have the money for those. Even trying to go back and get those GI Joe figures I was talking about, those auctions are skyrocketing right now. And I can't jump in on those. So I'm just going to hit the pause button for a month and just focus on, you know, as you mentioned last week and the week before Jeff, watching those pre-orders on Target and Walmart. For example, Walmart right now with the DOD set, they've still got those up for pre-order. You can jump on those. So I'm going to keep watching Walmart and Target to see what they put up for pre-order. Hopefully the legends go up on Target's website and I can get those pre-ordered, fingers crossed. Um, That's easy to jump into, but man, trying to go back on those older figures right now, good luck. I should sell my entire collection and just watch my PayPal go up. (laughs) Your entire collection of what? You better be careful. <laughs> I'm selling my entire collection of wrestling figures. Yeah, right. Don't make me show up at your front door with a bat, dude. <laughs> I love seeing those extra zeros. <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of extra zeros right now. Oh, dude, tell me about it. It's just ridiculous, dude. You search for that holy grail one auction that may not be too bad or a buy it now for a figure that you need to go back and collect. Dude, people are like, okay, this Jeff Hardy's worth 45 bucks. And I'm like, huh, you wish it was worth 45 bucks. I ain't paying 45 bucks for that whatever figure it may be. I'm just using a Jeff Hardy Ruthless Aggression as a uh, as an example. But I'm not going to pay 45 bucks for anything like that. And that's what people think they have right now. So I'm not even searching eBay. I'm not even searching Macari. I'm just going to just enjoy the collection that I have because I, there's no way I'm going to be adding to it anytime soon. Yeah, it's just crazy right now. So if you guys are out there on eBay and Mercari, good luck to you. It's uh, it's pretty crazy on auctions. That's what I've been doing a lot of watching on lately. And I'm kind of shifting my focus over to more what's available now, what's in stock now. And Winter Target and Walmart are going to have more pre-orders up on upcoming Mattels. Scott, it's time to announce our next entrant into the Fully Posable Fig Life Hall of Fame. And this time we're doing the underrated wing of the Fully Posable Fig Life Hall of Fame. Scott... This week, who is going into our underrated wing of the Fully Posable Fig Life Hall of Fame? It is my pleasure to announce the newest inductees to the 2020 Fig Life Hall of Fame in the underrated wing. It's my pleasure to announce that the inductees for the underrated figures going into that wing are the Rhythm and Blues 3-pack, from Jack's Classic Superstars. This set has Jimmy Hart, Honky Tonk Man in his full getup, and Greg the Hammer Valentine with black hair, accurately portrayed from the Rhythm and Blues gimmick. Both of them have guitars. It's an outstanding three-pack. It's not one that a lot of people talk about. Therefore, it's my pleasure to bring this one to your guys' attention if you haven't seen it yet, or maybe you haven't admired it enough. It is my pleasure to induct Rhythm and Blues, Jack's Classic Superstars 3-pack to the underrated wing, try saying that 10 times, to the 2020 Fig Life Hall of Fame. Very good 3-pack. I always love those 3-packs that Jack's put out. The Heart Foundation was fantastic. Albano and the Samoans was fantastic. Demolition. Demolition was great. This one's no different. Valentine, Honky, Jimmy, just fantastic. Love the outfits. Love the jumpsuit Honky's in. Valentine was plain, but that's okay. 
he was with his dark hair. It was great. Yeah, it's the Valentine we never got. I mean, minus the jacket. The Valentine we never got from uh, Hasbro. So it was great to see a rhythm and blues version of Valentine in the Jack's Classic Superstar series. Great three-pack. And I really think a lot of people overlook that one when they talk about a lot of the Jack's Classic Superstars. In my opinion, it's one of the best. Honky looks fantastic. Greg, while you said he's plain Jeff, really the only way they could have dressed him up a little bit more would be to, uh, would be to put the jacket on him. But without the jacket, it's still a home run. I love that three-pack. They probably used all their money on Honky's jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> so welcome Rhythm and Blues Jack's Classic 3-Pack to the 2020 Fig Life Hall of Fame. Scott, we have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, FTC coming in hot this week with news. Their first one was released on Wednesday. Flying Brian artwork and head sculpt. Red and black and white gear with doves on it, like his actual gear. Red jacket with the black strings. Uh, the head sculpt had the long blonde hair with the darkened beard. I thought it looked great. They just showed off the rendering of the outfit and just the head sculpt. Scott, what'd you think? Yeah, I think it looks great. They definitely uh, captured Flying Brian Jr., uh, well done, FTC. Good addition to the line. I think that one's really going to sell. Oh, yeah, it is. He has a strong, strong following. Next up, Kenny King head sculpt and rendering artwork, same as Flying Brian. Kenny King's rendering had a long jacket with glasses. The head sculpt looks spot on. What was his tag team name with? The All Night Express. The All Night Express. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, not the Midnight Express, the All Night Express. Right. Yeah, this one looked good as well, dude. I'm excited to see that one get into the ROH line. For sure. And last, Eli Drake kind of spoiled this one. And when I say Eli Drake spoiled, he spoiled the surprise of his figure because he commented on Kenny King's head sculpt. Uh, I forget what he said, but he jumped into his mentions and he said basically, hey, our figures can go together or something like that. So I kind of tweeted at Figures Toy Company and Chris responded and said, yeah, you can basically confirm this one. Eli, <laughs> Eli Drake will be in the Rising Stars line. Well, that's cool. I mean, hey, if anybody's going to spoil the figure, it's got to be him, right? It's got to be the wrestler himself. Yep. So those are two new additions to the FTC line. Sorry, those are three new additions, Scott. I forgot how to count right now. You know, it happens, and I blame public schools. Thank you to Chris for putting out those gems this past week over at the FTC warehouse going on over there. Scott, a little info from Steve Ozer's Wrestling Figs message boards. A couple of little nuggets. One question came in. If you lose the rights to a talent that has already been announced, what decisions go into deciding on a replacement? If it's a legend, do you try to replace with another legend? If you lose a high deco budget figure, do you have more room in the budget for a replacement? Or does some of the money get redistributed due to new packaging artwork for the new figure? Also, do you keep some repaint designs on standby? Not asking if you are producing the following, but hypothetically, if you lose rights to a legend, are the following minimal deco repainted more likely than a high deco figure like Savage or Warrior, even though they are proven sellers, such as Andre with face paint, Earthquake with blue singlet, DiBiase, and white gear? Steve says, if we have to change a talent for whatever reason, we'd ideally replace them with a comparable talent like a legend for legend or female talent substituted for a female talent, if at all possible. Keeps the balance of the wave. The deco possibilities would remain at least equal to the previous figure. More is the overall budget allowed. We don't have standby designs, but there have been some lost figures that can be rescued in situations similar to this. Next question, could the limited warrior figures made exclusively for him ever be released? Maybe as basics or with little tweaking. I'm sure you'd much rather do more iconic looks instead of these mostly fantasy attires, but just curious if there ever could be a possibility to see a mass release. Steve said no, that'd essentially be going against the agreement that we made. So that rounds out the Steve Ozer part of the Wrestling Figs message boards. Anything to those, Scott? 
I'm just happy we're getting the warrior from his basically going away speech the night after the Hall of Fame or the night after his WrestleMania appearance where they promoted him being in the Hall of Fame when he was on Raw that night. I'm just happy we're getting that warrior. Like if that's the last warrior figure we get for a while, I'm good with it. Because somebody, it's funny, had actually written into us and suggested that Mattel make that figure. It was kind of like a, a night after WrestleMania fantasy assortment. And that was one of them. And then boom, Mattel's making it now. It's one I've definitely wanted since we got that letter in. Really happy Mattel's making it. And Steve's right. I mean, they made an agreement with Warrior to make a certain number of figures, and they can't renege on that. So good on them. Scott, that rounds out the news. We do need to go into the listener segment. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk to them. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. Scott, why don't you get into the Manscaped plug? The listener segment this week is brought to you by Manscaped. Jeff, flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to mow your lawn. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim the hedges below the belt safely and efficiently. I am talking about ball trimmers. Jeff, ball trimmers. Manscaped is here to make sure your balls are smooth and smelling nice. Here, I thought that was impossible for you. All three of them always smell horrible. But with Manscaped, they'll be smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. They have forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0. Precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof, cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls, including all three of yours, Jeff, are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg. (laughs) Bat wings. Oh, man. All three of them. And as our treat, you'll find the Crop Reviver, which will keep your balls smelling fresh, just like spring flowers. Really? Spring flowers? Spring flowers. Usually it's more like swamp. Crotch. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Or like walking into a room that has just like rotting potatoes sitting there. (laughs) Usually it's something like that, but not with Manscaped. Subscribe to the perfect package and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays hygienic and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs, which, Jeff, coincidentally, I am wearing a pair of right now. And as you mentioned last week, they are extremely comfortable, and Jeff and I both highly recommend them. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off, plus free shipping, with the code WFP20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WFP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code WFP20 because Jeff, it's spring cleaning, baby. And all three of your balls will thank you. You know, I often felt bad for you, Jeff. We'd go to baseball games as kids. And I don't know if we've told the story on here before, but A's games back in the day, mom used to take us. And it was a lot during the summer months, especially. I think bleacher seats were like three or four bucks. And we'd get in there. We'd be having a great time. We'd be eating our Togos that back in the day you were allowed to take inside. We'd be sitting there eating our sandwiches and watching the ball game. Up, I'd yell out, ball three. And poor Jeff, his head would lower. He'd get embarrassed. I put my arm around his shoulder, say, dude, you know what? It's okay. You can't help it. You were born with a tail. You're born with three balls. It happens. It's okay. I accept you for you. And I still love you because you're my brother. Hey, that third meaty clacker got me plenty of dates back in the day. (laughs) So don't judge me. (laughs) Joke's on you now. (laughs) 
<laughs> well played. <laughs> I think Celeste just laughed in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Meaty, look, Meaty Clacker's going to get a laugh every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So go over to Manscaped. Use that code WFP20 for anything in your cart over there. As we mentioned, the underwear. They also have, like, wipes. Like, so if you need, like, a quick rub down you can just grab a wipe and just you know wipe from back to front you know or front to back whatever hopefully there's no shrapnel on it <laughs> what you mean like dingleberries whatever oh <laughs> just clean up right there because whenever that special moment happens you want to make sure you're smelling fresh well and like summer months are coming and that's never pretty so yeah make sure you have your wipes on hand yeah absolutely make sure you have your wipes on hand but that's the good thing about the boxers they have is they do breathe and I'm wearing a pair, like, I love them. Wearing a pair right now, absolutely love them. Super comfortable. Can't recommend them enough. Again, that code is WFP20. Scott, it's time for us to get into the listener segment. First question comes in from Ryan. It says, hey, Jeff, I have a couple questions you can use, any of them if you like. I have often wondered if I could only collect figures of a one or a few different people, who would I choose? So if you were starting from a blank slate, what few wrestlers would you solely collect? Assuming you could have all figures of these people across all lines. Well, I'm trying to save money, so Alicia Fox. (laughs) You'd save a lot of money just doing that one. (laughs) You know what's always drawn me to wrestling figures is the appearance. And going back to being a young kid, I always looked up to... Those just the big guys, right? And I was drawn to guys like Ultimate Warrior and the Road Warriors and Macho Man Randy Savage. Obviously, Warriors and Ultimate Warrior because of the face paint. And Ultimate Warrior had the tassels. He was always super colorful. The Road Warriors with the chaps and the neck collars and the face paint, shoulder pads. They just, they look like superheroes. Macho Man always had the flashy robes. Same for Ric Flair. It was always something about the 80s guys that really set them apart. They were always over the top and really their characters were completely overblown and I loved it. So if I was going to go back, it would probably be an eighties character. And unfortunately, as we discussed earlier, all of those eighties characters that had older figures, it's you're having to pay through the nose to get those right now. So if I had to pick one, that would be tough. It would either be warrior or savage. And again, that's just going back to being a kid and seeing how over the top and super colorful these guys were. I think if it was just one guy, it would either be Warrior or Savage. That's a tough question because it's like, at what age would I be looking back at? Like, hypothetically, let's say I got out of wrestling and then all of a sudden I got back into wrestling and I want to collect one person. Let's say I'm watching the network. Who's that one person that would be like, oh yeah, I remember this. Was it, you know, was it Junkyard Dog? Was it be Big John Stud, who would this be, that one person? I mean, obviously my go-to answer would be Bret Hart, but would I be looking back at my teenage years or would I be going much more nostalgia base? And to be honest, I think it would be Hogan. Okay. And that's because Hogan was the person that got me into wrestling. I remember just being drawn to Hogan. Like we all were, the age, the kids that are in our age range, were drawn to Hogan, and I think it would be Hogan. That would be a lot of money, especially with that mail away, or trying to collect that, was it 16-inch uh, LJN figure? Yes, or try, try grabbing the uh, the Popey figure. Oh, yeah, never mind. Anyways. Yeah, <laughs> well, I guess it's not Hogan anymore. <laughs> never mind. I'm going back to my Alicia Fox answer. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, For sure. But I honestly, I think it would be Hogan just because of the nostalgia that would be hitting me if I were to come back into wrestling at a later light or a later age. The cool thing is, is when you do something like that. And as I mentioned, I do follow a lot of Facebook groups and every once in a while, you'll have that fan that posts pictures of here's all of my ultimate warrior stuff, or here's all of my macho man or my Roddy Piper or my Hulk Hogan. And there's a lot to be said, especially when you grab a guy from the eighties and just collect all of his figures There's a lot to be said for the different types of figures and variations of figures that occur over the years. Take Hogan, for example. You had his Popey figure. I hope I'm pronouncing his. I've always Poppy, Poppy, Popey. Yeah, I've always pronounced it both ways. So you grab that one. That was almost like a bendy. 
then you could, there was a Hulk Hogan model that you could have purchased back in the day too. Then of course you've got LJN and he came in multiple variations of LJN. You had his thumb wrestler, you had his bendy, couple versions of the bendies. You had a standard LJN figure, two of them. And then you go into Hasbro's and then you also have, like you mentioned, Jeff, the 16 inch Hogan from the LJN line. And then you've got the stretch wrestler from the LJN line. And then you, as I said, when you get into Hasbro's, three or four variations of Hogan and that, then there were Toy Biz, and then there was Jax. Like, there's all these different Hogans, but they're in all shapes and sizes. Some have gimmicks, some don't. It's really cool to go back and look at the variations and how things have changed over wrestling figures since we started collecting in 85. So when you look at people's collections, it's kind of cool to see that variation. Ryan's next question. I know that you have spoken in the past about introducing a new romantic interest to your collection. I got divorced last year and I'm trying to evaluate what I should do. I enjoy collecting, but I don't enjoy the current TV product. And I am wondering if I should let this go. Keep the Hasbros and LJNs for my childhood, but sell everything else off. You can use whatever you want, if any of this. Hope it all made sense. Sure did. Thank you, Ryan, at Dude Awakening. You know what, man? If you're going to sell off your collection, do it now. Cause you're gonna yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get some good coin off of those figures. So if if you're gonna sell off your collection, do it now. The way I used to do it when I was single and dating, it was just like, hey, I watch wrestling. Hey, I collect figures. It was complete honesty, and that's what it was. It was I was upfront. I was like, yeah, I dig wrestling, but I always was honest. And if they were interested, cool. If they weren't, you know, see ya. Have a good have a good day. You know. Thanks. The figures were here before you. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. So just be upfront and honest and see where it goes. That's the best thing you can do. Yeah. And the other part of that too, is he said that he wasn't super happy, which thank you for the question. We used all of it. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I don't know that just being unhappy with current day product would spawn me to sell my figures because you're not always going to be happy with what's going on, but there's ebbs and flows with what you're interested in and what you're not. So I wouldn't sell my figures just because I didn't like the current product because chances are when things go back to quote unquote normal, whatever that's going to be. But when it's in front of a crowd again, the mood instantly changes and that could be a renewed interest in what's going on. So I wouldn't do it just because you don't like the current product. I would play more of a wait and see. But as Jeff said too, if there's any inkling that you're going to sell anyway, dude right now is absolutely the time to do it because people have stimulus money in their pocket and auctions are going bonkers are people really extending out that stimulus money well some people haven't even gotten theirs yet so there's every chance that it could still continue even when people get their checks in like two three weeks that it's still going to be going out so like i said i'm hitting the pause button for a month dude Oh, no more auctions for a month, especially the ones that you and I need to complete our sets. Thank goodness we have all the Hasbros, including the mailways, because if we didn't, we would be screwed. <laughs> but I mean, even trying to go back and get those Matt Mania Remco's, it's like, forget about it. It's too expensive. Thank you, Ryan, for sending that in. Scott, next question comes in from Joe Static. He sent in a question last week, I believe. Joe said, hey, Jeff and Scott, I was wondering, did you guys collect the WCW OSFTM figures when they were on the shelves in the 90s? I don't remember ever hearing you speak about them as much. I used to love finding these at the store. My mom would take me to the small department store, and for some reason, they always stocked these and didn't really have any other wrestling figures. Me personally, I love the Blue Bloods 2-pack and Vader. What are your personal favorites from that line? Definitely not the vibrating figures. <laughs> no, definitely not. But no, the the quote unquote LJN style ones. Absolutely. We've covered them in the nostalgia segment. I don't know the exact episodes, Joe, to give you, but you can go back and we did, I would say what, four episodes, Jeff, I believe of nostalgia on the OSFTM LJN style figures. Yeah, and, something like that. Yeah. And we actually have a very, very cool story about the Blue Bloods and how we came to acquire those. So it's definitely worth a listen just for that. But yeah, absolutely. We collected those. I think the first ones that we got were at Kmart and that would have been the first series of them. And I loved them. In fact, I took my first stab at figure customizations on a Hogan and a Savage, made them into the NWO versions of themselves, hand painted and everything. Uh, they were horrible. Didn't do a good job at all. <laughs> and it kind of was my first and last venture into figure customizing. But yeah, absolutely loved them. Thought they were great. They were harder than the LJ and it was a harder rubber than the original LJNs, but for what they were, I loved them and thought that they were great. We even had the ring too, Jeff. 
Scott, I think I remember the first time I saw that Hogan custom. I was like, I picked it up. I was all, Scott, you did custom work and you did a horrible job. (laughs) (laughs) Not to quote Dumb and Dumber again, but it's like when he empties his gun. You're alive and you're a horrible shot. (laughs) Yeah, that that first stab at customization did not go super fantastic. So it was my first and last foray into it. Uh, and you know what? I remember playing with those too because they were similar to the WWF LJN figures. And those were the figures that I loved, you know, because it just made me use my imagination. Yes, we did have the ring. Yes, the ring sucked. It was really bad. Those ropes were awful. Hideous. But at the same time, I was still playing with them because they brought back those memories of playing with the LJN figures. And doing clotheslines and having to use your imagination on how to do a suit or certain move. I, yeah, I love those things. I liked how they did different variations of guys. Like the Harlem Heat. They put them in black. They put them in purple. They did variations of the Nasty Boys. Put them in black. Put them in green. I liked how they did variations. And I know it was all, I know people would be like, oh, it's just a repaint. Yeah, but the repaints were really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed them too. And Jeff, did you know that the Luger in one of the last series, because they did like a a faces and heels assortment, and they were immediately red penned at KB, so they came and went pretty quickly. But there's a Luger in like a flexing pose, and he goes for a bank. Yeah. Insane. I mean, it's not like super crazy like, well, I'm sure it is now, but when I was looking originally, I think a loose version of him was like 60 or 70 bucks. And carded, I it was just crazy. But I couldn't believe it. An OSFTM going for over like fifteen or twenty dollars, I thought was insane. And this one was loose, but apparently it was pretty rare. Much like the last series of the WWF Vendoms that we discussed last week, I guess these were pretty rare. And if you can find that Luger for a good price, you snatch him up, man. Scott, what was your favorite figure in the OSFTM lines? Uh, probably gonna go with Vader. I loved the Vader figure. He was beefy. He had that, he looked like Vader. You knew exactly who it was. I liked his pose. So I would probably go with Vader. I really liked the Johnny B bad too. I thought that one was awesome. I didn't really care for the pose. He was almost in like the Lex Luger Galoo pose, but I thought they did a good job on the sculpt and his outfit looked spot on. I'm going to have to go with Craig Pittman. You know, I think you're kind of joking a little bit, but I would agree that that's an excellent figure. The big Bubba's good too. Uh, I actually do like the big Bubba. It's a pretty good pose. It is. And, you know, I wouldn't argue with Joe at all on his uh, recommendation or his favorite being the Blue Bloods. That's an outstanding set. Thank you, Joe, for sending in that question. Next question comes in from, oh, good buddy Christopher Dean, Scott. Hey, what up, Chris? He says, hello, guys. I heard you guys mention that this is the golden age of toys with the amount of wrestling figures being produced. But with the close to 30 million people out of work and necessities taking precedence and being at a premium... How do you see the industry holding up next year? For companies like Mattel, all the design work for this year is done, but will companies continue to make forward-thinking plans with 2021 and 2022 in mind? Will WWE let Legends deals run out to cut costs, not sign new ones, etc.? And will smaller companies push forward with their lines? How do you see things going? Sorry about the doom and gloom, but I'd hate to see good people lose work with the projected downturn. It's horrible how this wiped out several industries. I hope these fine people and companies can stay afloat. Take care and glad you keep entertaining us in these strange days. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, You're not being doom and gloom. You're being 100% honest and factual with what's going on. We don't know how the smaller companies are going to do. Can they get through this? You know, FTC got through the recession of 0708 they were still around they got through it we'll see if super 7 can get through it we'll see if i think master public boss fight will be okay we'll see if super 7 we'll see if ftc can go through another one we'll see it's just time will tell i would hate to see anybody lose their jobs especially in the toy industry right now i would imagine to an extent things are going to have to be scaled back a little bit right i mean as christopher said everything that's already done is done so that will get released But I think maybe they're going to hit the pause button a little bit and let things play out and see how America reopens and how the economy does and how people are spending their money. It's, It's all a wait and see because there's no solid way to predict what's going to happen. But I think companies like Mattel 
and Boss Fight and Super 7 and FTC and all the companies that are making the figures that we love, specifically wrestling figures, I don't think that they can throw as much on the table and say, hey, let's make all of this. I think that they have to kind of scale that back a little bit and play it safe, right? I I don't think that there's any danger in that, and I don't think that we as wrestling figure collectors would fault them for that. We'll see what happens with Jazzwares. Jazzwares should be okay. They're done, right? They've already got like the first two assortments and some variants and the rings. Those are all already in the hopper. Well, I'm just talking about as a company. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, I mean, look, people are still going to buy those figures. And I think if if Mass Republic and Super 7 and uh, Jazzwares have anything going for them, it's that their product is new. It's fresh. It hasn't been out yet. This is our first chance to grab these figures. So if they have something going for them, it's that they're brand new and we want that. You know, brands like Mattel and FTC, they've been around for a while. They're going to have to try a little bit harder to get that coin. But the new product... I think is going to have kind of a leg up because it's fresh and we want that newer product. We want to be able to display it in our homes, be it loose or mint on card. So I think that's going to be a leg up for those guys. But I think across the board, they're going to have to scale it back a little bit, temper their expectations and see what the spending habits are moving forward because you don't want to dig a hole too deep where you can't crawl out of it. And then boom, you're screwed. As far as legends deals, Oh man, that's a good one. I I would imagine that they would be, I don't know if they're going to, they're going to get rid of certain ones, but I can't see many new ones coming under the umbrella. I think it's, it's going to be more of just, like I said earlier, hit pause, see how things play out. And then if things go really well, when America fully reopens and the economy's good, it starts to rebuild itself. Then yeah, of course let's, okay, let's start putting more coal into the engine. Let's start moving forward again. We'll see what happens, but I'm hoping that we get back to, okay, fine. Now we're open again, a full steam ahead. Let's go. Well, it's going to be tough to do with all these people out of work, unfortunately. Oh, no, no. I totally understand. I totally understand. But once America reopens back up, people are going to need jobs. There's going to be places that need jobs filled. So of course, who knows what the new normal is going to be. Hopefully we get back to some semblance of what normal was without so many people out of work. And then, of course, that translates into wrestling figure collectors being able to have jobs and therefore spend money on new product. And I just see the bigger companies, or pretty much all of them, having to scale back a little bit to kind of play it safe to see how everything does moving forward. Thank you, Christopher Dean, for that question. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT, back with that weekly question. Hate to put you on the spot, Scott, but I have another video game question for you. Have you heard of Retromania Wrestling? And if so, what are your thoughts on the game? A short summary on the game is it's a sequel to WrestleFest coming in July. It will be on the Switch, Steam, PS4, and Xbox One, and will include wrestlers like the Road Warriors, Tommy Dreamer, and Nikita Koloff. I really hope this game turns out as good as it looks. Besides the lack of 2K series game this year, I've been wanting to see good alternative game to WWE for a while now, and this could be it. JT. So yes, I have heard of Retromania. I think it looks good, and it really seems like the creators of the game want to maintain the spirit of WrestleFest. That's really what it's based off of is WrestleFest. They've got the cage match, they've got the battle royal, My concern with the game is the roster is not very big. They've got some indie guys in it. JT gave you a few of the names involved. I was excited when they announced Nikita. There's going to be another tag team that gets announced into the the lineup of guys. Nick Aldis is in it. My concern that there's not enough talent involved in the game to make it a huge success. I I just think it should be bigger. And of course, if they want to maintain the spirit of WrestleFest, WrestleFest only had like 12 guys in it. And if they're trying to go that route, mission accomplished, hopefully down the road, they can get more guys signed up and that would become downloadable content. But I think my problem is I've gotten used to these big bloated rosters in these wrestling video games, fire pro included. And you just get used to having a boat ton of names to select. But with this Retromania game, it's just going to be a handful and it is going to be very true to what WrestleFest was and that you only have so many names you can select, whereas if you pop in like 2K20, you have like 160 plus names to select from. So I don't know, maybe that's just me getting spoiled as a wrestling game fan, 
But I'm excited for Retromania. I'm definitely going to pick it up and play it. I, I just, I want the roster to increase. And again, that's just me speaking as a spoiled wrestling video game fan. I want a bigger roster involved. And hopefully they can make that happen in terms of DLC later on down the road. But I want a, a bigger base of wrestlers to select. I love having the Road Warriors in there. Uh, as JT mentioned, uh, Nikita Koloff is in there, which I think is great. Nick Aldis is in it. Um, I just want to see the roster increase. And more moves. Because WrestleFest, you had what? Clothesline, body slam, elbow drop. Yeah, and then you had the finisher. And right. hopefully they can... See, that's where you get into kind of a tough spot. If you really, really try to maintain the integrity and spirit of the original, then you're limited. Because you're talking about WrestleFest, which was made in 1991, I believe. And there wasn't a whole slew of moves that they put into that game. Much less a slew of wrestlers. Like I said earlier, I think it was like 12 guys they put into that game. And as great as it is... When you compare it to games in 2020, you've got bloated rosters. You've got bloated movesets. We've kind of gotten accustomed to that because that's been around for a long time. And if you're trying to maintain the spirit of WrestleFest itself, I think overall they've done a good job. It has the look, right? Even the presentation style before the match, it's got the names on there in the graphics that WrestleFest had. It's got the cage match. It's got the, the it's not called a Royal Rumble, but it's got a Battle Royal feature. So it's really maintaining the spirit of WrestleFest, and I respect that. But it needs to be beefed up a little bit. I don't think it's going to come in the way of movesets. I think that the movesets are going to be very limited like WrestleFest was. But I think a way to compensate for that is you put more wrestlers into the game. But now we dip back into Christopher Dean's question, right? You're going to be limited on budget what you can do because you don't want to invest too much into something that might not pay off later down the road, depending on the economy. So do you want to start investing in guys to get them into the game and have the game flop? Then you're done. Weird time. Weird time. Man, COVID wrecked everything. Damn you, COVID. What's that new WWF game that's coming out? I'm glad you mentioned that, Jeff. Uh, That's Battlegrounds. And in lieu of 2K doing a 2K21 game this year, they're instead going to be doing wwe battlegrounds which if any of you played wwe all-stars earlier this decade came out around i want to say between 09 and 2011 somewhere in there it was think the old wrestlemania arcade game on steroids the guys were super beefed up they did crazy off the wall moves and it was okay But for me personally, I'm more into simulators than I am arcade style. Jeff, you love the WrestleMania arcade game, so you might enjoy Battlegrounds when it comes out. Um, Think like the the live NBA Live series back in the day versus NBA Jam. It's kind of you have a simulator versus an over-the-top arcade style game. That's what Battlegrounds is going to give us. It's more like NBA Jam from back in the day or WWE All-Stars that came out earlier in the decade. It's cool for a minute, but it doesn't hold my attention the way that the simulators do. And I'm definitely not going to purchase it. But for those of you that enjoy the the over-the-top arcade feels, you know, it's it's more comparing like Madden to Blitz, I guess. So if you're more in favor of the old Blitz games or the NBA Jam games, or you enjoyed All-Stars back in the day, you're probably going to love Battlegrounds because it looks even more amped up. The graphics look better. But I would prefer to have 2K21, but I understand why they made this decision. Just go in a completely different direction, not a simulator, just over the top, crazy, see what they think, and then we'll focus on the simulator for 2K22, I guess it would be. But yeah, it's kind of cool that they're going to go in a different direction, and let's see if they can totally redeem themselves. So what do I do if I get the game? Do I pop it into my Blu-ray player? Uh, What? (laughs) Yeah, you have to get an RF switch. Okay. Yep. Start with that. Not again. That's like when we used to get our new video games on Christmas day and nothing was open. Yes. And so you're like, Oh man, I have to wait to get the RF switch or whatever switch we needed or whatever part we needed for the following day. (laughs) Yeah. Or disconnect the the system that was currently connected to the RF switch, hook up the (laughs) new one. (laughs) And that sucked. Right. Well, we had like what? Three RF switches back there. (laughs) All like Daisy chained and, well, we had Nintendo, Sega, 32X, Sega CD. And Super Nintendo. And Super Nintendo. Dude, 
poor Sega Genesis had so many growths growing off of it. Yes. Yes, it did. It really, but it was really cool looking. Once it was all assembled, you had the base with the, uh, the CD on it. And then you had the Genesis system on top of that. And then you had the 32 X that plugged into the cartridge port on the Genesis and then 17 RF switches to run it all on the TV. It was great. <laughs> Thank you, JT, for your weekly question. Scott, it is time to get into the nostalgia segment. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. We're going back in time for nostalgia. We're going back in time, time, time. Scott, it is time to get into Build and Brawl Series 3. What do you have? Yes, sir. Jack's Build and Brawl Series 3. They continued with the build gimmick of this line. Whereas in the previous two series, they did a wrestling ring. This time around, you got a Hell in the Cell to go on the wrestling ring. So, without further ado, let's get into Jack's Build and Brawl Series 3. This consisted of the Boogeyman, who was packaged with a top cage wall piece. Jeff Hardy who came with a cage wall piece. His brother, Matt Hardy, who was packaged with a top cage wall piece. So between Boogeyman and Matt, you had the ceiling of the Hell in the Cell. MVP, and he was in his black ring gear, was packaged with a cage wall piece. CM Punk, who was in his yellow trunks in this figure, was packaged with a cage wall piece. And last but certainly not least, one of the best figures in this set, Umaga, who was also packaged with a cage wall piece and all of those cage pieces went together to form a hell in the cell that you could use on either ring from series one or series two. And that Jeff rounds out Jack's build and brawl series three. How cool was the boogeyman one? Oh dude, between him and Umaga, those were definitely my two favorites, but this is a very, very strong assortment. First off, you had the Hardys in it, which as you and I know, and most people listening to the show know anytime you have the Hardys in an assortment, they're going to move. Hardy's figures are like gold. They always, always sell. It doesn't matter. Hardy's figures move. This set, no exception. The figures look fantastic. And I've said it before, these are on par. If this is your first time listening to the Build and Brawl segment, these figures look like the Marvel Universe figures that came out around 2009. Very, very similar in, in terms of articulation, scale, almost mirror images of each other. Great looking figures, a lot of detail in them. I love the Hardys. I love the MVP figure. But dude, the Boogeyman is amazing. And the Umaga, I think, is my favorite figure out of all of them. It looks like on the Boogeyman figure, they just threw red paint on it. And that's it. But it looks fantastic. It really does. It's a cool looking figure. The Jeff Hardy, I was tempted by. Because I got almost everything Jeff Hardy. But it was, again, back then, I was more focused on Deluxe Classics, Jack's Classics, anything like that three packs jack classic i was i was more focused on those and at that time i was not making much money if any at all i might have been out of work for a few months there so i wasn't going on spending sprees at that time right so the umago looks fantastic anybody that picked up the umaga should be happy with it same with the boogeyman the jeff hardy looks great the cm punk one i was tempted by so when i saw these at toys r us in dublin Jeff Hardy and CM Punk were the two I was ready to pick up. Even the Boogeyman, but I was like, I'm not going to pick up the Boogeyman. That's dumb. <laughs> but I was tempted to get the CM Punk and Jeff, and I was like, you know what? I do not need these. Did not pick any of these up until the, I believe it was the last series, when I picked up the Brett. Spoiler alert. But I was always interested in these figures because I thought the scaling on them were so cool. And just the articulation. We talked about that in series one, but the articulation on it really drew me to them. And I was popping these open. So, but I did not pick any of these up because I was trying to save money. Yeah, no, I get it. And historically, Jeff, the way you and I have collected is we've really shied away from what I would consider to be gimmick type figures. And when I saw these on the pegs, first thing I thought was these are gimmick figures, much like the microaggressions. I passed on those because as far as I was concerned, those were gimmick figures, the little rumblers that came out early in the Mattel introduction of the WWE figures I passed on those as well. Those were just gimmick figures to me. But these are ones that I go back and look at now. I'm like, man, I probably should have picked some of those up. If anything, Jeff, just to make them as, as you call them, desk displays. They're small enough to where they don't take up a lot of room. 
but they're cool enough to where they're going to grab people's attention when they're walking by like, oh, what is that? That's a cool looking figure. And they are. These things are incredible. So now that I'm going back and kind of looking at these, I kind of wish I hadn't passed on so many of them, especially that Umaga I think is outstanding. So that rounds out Build and Brawl Series 3. Scott, we actually have an omission, by the way. Oh, we do. I forgot all about this. We have an omission towards Mattel. Oh, what did we miss? So this goes back to the Flying Brian figure of Elite 47A. Oh my gosh. Remember how he came out with that silver vest? Yes. In that figure? Yes. I'm watching a WCW pay-per-view because I'm still on my WCW kick. Although right now I'm really starting to fade out because the wrestling in 92, 93 is getting pretty bad. Oh. Although Jushin Thunder Liger and Flying Brian had a great match. But that's a whole different story. Flying Brian came out with a silver vest similar to the one that came out with this figure. Ah, okay. Okay, so that definitely changes things then. So nobody caught this. You caught this. Yes, just by watching, just like that song stuck in my head, but by <laughs> just watching this WCW binge that I've been on, I caught that Flying Brian was coming out in a silver vest for a couple shows. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Anyways, uh, we owe an omission to Mattel for that. Oh my gosh. That's probably early 2016 when we would have talked about that figure? Mid-2016? Um, uh, somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Okay, well, here's a, a an omission from like four years ago. <laughs> right. Well done, dude. Way to keep it honest. So when we went back, we thought it was for the Hollywood Blondes outfit. Right. But little did I know, I'm watching the pay-per-view, and sure enough, he comes out in that, in that jacket, and I'm like, ah, crap, that's an omission right there. Oh, well, it happens. But you kept it honest, because that was like four years ago. Yes. Yes, I will always keep it honest. You know who else keeps it on us is Wrestling Toy Tracker. You like that segue, Scott? Very well done. Here, I thought you were going to say Abe Lincoln, but you went Wrestling Toy Tracker, which makes way more sense for our show. No, Wrestling Toy Tracker keeps it on us with his prices from Retros, Hasbros, Galoobs, LJNs, and Just Toys Bendums. He keeps it honest over there. He gives you the average prices over three months. So go check out WrestlingToyTracker.com or at Toy underscore tracker scott eagle moss yes guys if you have a pop culture or wwe fan in your life and you need a special gift for that certain someone don't forget today is mother's day well the day the show comes out is going to be mother's day so if you missed out jump onto eagle moss check out all of the properties that they have access to they make some killer wwe statues that have legends current roster including females all the top stars are in it full color box with a window on the front displaying the statue inside the box full color magazine on the back side of the package great product from eagle moss i love all their wwe statues they are fantastic give them a follow on twitter at hero collector underscore check out what they have to offer you will not be disappointed and i'm going to throw it back to our podcast buddies breaker and bane have an interesting and fun show each week do wrestling talk toy talk movie talk, a bunch of talk, and they have a guest in each week. And Scott and I should be coming up here pretty soon. I think so. Yep. So check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. We interviewed separate, Scott. Yeah. It's like when uh, when, uh, Kiss released their solo albums. That's kind of what you and I did. Yes. We released our solo tracks on Breaker's podcast. He was nice enough to have us on. And when I was interviewed, I put on Paul Stanley's makeup. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) <laughs> and the hair that I shaved off from my using my manscape, I glued onto my chest. <laughs> it cuts it real. <laughs> also check out Breakers Back to the Nintendo, where they play a fun Nintendo game each week. And they give a review. They give the average price of the cartridge. Check out Breakers Back to the Nintendo. Also check out Doing the Favor. Scott, by the way, everybody messed me up because I thought it was... Barry's birthday this past week so I wished him an early happy birthday he's like my birthday until the 11th I was like oh it is because you were you were talking about it you're like hey make sure you put it in the notes and then other people were sending him messages you know like cameos and stuff and I was like oh today's his birthday and I was wrong so not only do you turn heel on him every single week but then you get the man's birthday wrong I plead the fifth (laughs) Well, Barry, I hope you have a great birthday. I hope it was tremendous. Despite what Jeff says about you every week, I am a big fan of yours. Happy birthday. (laughs) 
the worst. I happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> You're so embarrassing. No, happy birthday, Barry. I uh, hope you are having a fun and safe birthday. Check out Doing the Favor, where each week they do a figures and merch episode. Great show. Two great guys. Steve over at the PPW Podcast. I have been on his show just recently where we watched Raw and we didn't even talk about the show that much, which was a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just shooting the stuff while wrestling was on. Well, we I, I don't talk to Steve that much, so I was like, eh, screw it. Him and I are just going to shoot the stuff, you know? So, <laughs> But him and his buddy Eric put on a great retro show that is a lot of fun. So check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. want you to also check out Marty and Sarah love wrestling. Each week they welcome in their buddies where it's a show full of improv and a lot of fun as well. Check out Ryan Bud's Trivia with Buds. Podcast Daily comes out. He plays trivia with you. And Scott, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk, where bi-weekly we release a new podcast. Well, actually, we just did a Cinco de Mayo special that covered the Ray versus Eddie feud that took place right around WrestleMania 21. They started kind of planting the seeds for dissension that ultimately paid off in a SummerSlam 2005 match where the custody of Dominic was determined in a ladder match, which might be the craziest wrestling angle Ever. The latter match was great. We cover the uh, Eddie versus Ray feud. Ed goes in depth on everything leading up to the match. If you're interested in that at all, go check it out. We release bi-weekly, but we did have the special Cinco de Mayo episode. Give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. And we've got a shirt over at whatamaneuver.net too. And also I am doing another show. It's luchacentral.com where we talk about lucha figures or luchadors that have had figures and we go over what matches they've had with that outfit just a lot of fun do it with eric arana from boss fight studio so if you are interested check out luchacentral.com scott roll call yes as we do every week of course we have to put over our amazing artist the great jason wolf Give him a follow on Twitter at Jason WLF. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. He does incredible work. He's fast. He's courteous. He gets the job done. He will make your vision come to life again. If you need artwork of any type, hit up Jason on Twitter at Jason WLF. And Jeff, to round out Roll Call this week, I'm going to go in kind of a different direction than I normally do. As I've mentioned a couple times on the show already, I'm on Facebook, not a lot, but occasionally, and one of the people that I follow on Facebook, his name is Warren Warsman Man. And what Warren does is he does custom figureheads for figure customizers, where people can purchase a head of a figure that hasn't necessarily been made. Some have, some haven't. But if you want to fill some holes in your collection, for example, say you want a Midnight Express in your wrestling figure assortment of your Mattels. Mattel hasn't made a Midnight Express, but guess what? Warren has a Bobby Eaton head. Warren has a Jim Cornette head. And Warren has a Stan Lane head that you can use, if you are so inclined, to put on a Mattel figure. He does amazing work. I mean, some of these heads I'm looking at that have been painted, they are incredible. He did a Rock and Roll Express and a Midnight Express side by side. And it was just awesome. Great seeing the two teams standing side by side, but they weren't Jack's classic superstars. These were custom jobs done by Warren. He does amazing work and he does sell the heads. So if you're interested, give Warren a follow on Facebook. Again, it's Warren and then Warsman, W-A-R-S-M-A-N and his last name, M-A-N-N. Give him a follow on Facebook if you are interested in any type of figure customization and you're looking for custom heads. Warren is your guy. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. Scott, for episode 225, anything else? Happy birthday, Barry. I want everybody to stay safe and healthy out there. Fig license 2016 and happy toy hunting. Who's this Barry guy you speak of? Will you stop? 
<laughs> we want everyone to stay safe and healthy. Thank you for listening to episode 225. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.